0: hey welcome to episode 34 of the city sc report i'm steve and this is joe hey joe hey and welcome listeners to a brand new episode our last recording was on june 13th and a lot has happened so we're here to go over some of that, bring you some news, some team discussion, maybe some things you've missed, and you know, perhaps bring some entertainment to you.
1: Stupid real life making us wait <laughs> between episodes, almost like a, you know, sometimes things
0: other than soccer games happen. It's hard to believe, but you are correct. If you like what you hear or have suggestions or questions or criticisms, let us know. You can email us at cityscreport at gmail.com. Or DM us through, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, all that good stuff. Let us know at any game if you see us at the pre-party or in supporters section, whatever you prefer. We've been doing this now for two years, and we'd like to hear from you as we plan on doing this for years to come. Or until we get bored.
1: And we rarely get bored of uh, just sitting around talking about soccer.
0: So, now let's talk soccer. I want to do this a little different, if you don't mind, Joe. All right. uh, because there's three matches to go over. Well, four matches. Four matches over. in three weeks, yeah. Plus a little news, player updates, our upcoming matches. So instead of deep analyzing each match, I think we'll just summarize each one individually and maybe some things that stood out, interesting notes, who scored, et cetera. Cool. Sounds great. Cool. Okay, four matches since our last pod. 11 wins, seven losses, and two draws, and we currently sit in first place. Good to be there. Uh, looking back at these matches, we'll start with the June 17th match at Nashville. Seems so long ago. We knew this was going to be a very difficult match with Leuven and Klaus out. 3-1 was the final. Joe Acchini was City's lone goal. And Mukhtar with a hat trick for Nashville. And, uh, oh yeah, Hebert received two yellows and exited the game at the 68th minute. Which didn't I, help. <laughs> no. And at that point, we were actually tied one-all. So. But uh, Mukhtar, that was in the that was a PK. Mukhtar buried it, and then added insult to injury in the seventy fifth minute. Three one was the final. Joe, anything in particular you want to comment on from that match? Um, I'm
1: I'm really not Side sure sadness. how you. I'm not sure how you game plan for Nashville without having a plan for marking Mukhtar better than that yeah. because two of those goals, we left him open. How do you leave one of the best players in the league? Yeah. Standing wide open in the box in their first goal, he just went unmarked. So, and I've
0: I've seen a lot of people faulting Miggy Perez on that, but Perez wasn't the problem. I went back and
1: rewatched it, and we will get to with the next game with the RSL. Uh, both games had a problem with some defensive rotation of mm-hmm. people picking up the open man, um, and that clearly happened there. And then honestly, it, the Mukhtar goals it wasn't even our defenders' faults. When the defenders had to drop back to pick up somebody else, the midfielders were not helping. I mean, it's it's almost more like you need to treat it like a like a high school game where you just man-mark the one guy. You put your one best defensive mid and say, you follow that dude around the field all night yep. and just don't let him get a clean shot off. And that would have been better than what we did because what we did was give him open, open spots. I, I would oh. much rather have seen them Take him out of the equation and make Nashville do something else.
0: And, of course, with Leuven being out, and wasn't that the game that Blom was in South Africa? We missed that game, right?
1: Yeah, and so we were... So
0: we didn't really have...
1: We didn't have the personnel to yeah. to do that right, and then even within that, we didn't rotate well in defense. And the same thing the following week. where We're leaving guys open who shouldn't be open okay. in the losses. And that's clearly when we give up goals... Uh, you know they were good goals and all uh, one of the nashville ones was was a nice play but the other mm-hmm. ones were bad defensive play
0: yeah and it, you know nashville's
1: a good team they are a, a loss on the road to nashville doesn't bother me there's a
0: reason they're in second place so yeah <clears throat> okay after that result city came home to host another team that's been pretty hot recently real salt lake rsl got on the board in the 15th minute Joaquini in the second game in a row was able to tie it up with a goal in the 21st minute. But RSL ran away with it in the second half with two goals from Krylich. For only the first time this season City lost two games in a row by two goals. 3 to 1 was once again the final for this match as well. Any notes from this one?
1: Oh, just how much you could tell we were missing Louvin. That yeah. was what stood out to me. We we couldn't
0: we looked very uncreative out there without him. All right, so we'll move on. Those are just bad parts of the season. You know, it's going to be an up-and-down season. That was just a, a bad one. But
1: Salt Lake have done it to other people. Salt Lake are now a week later, they won on the road again. Yeah. They've won four straight road games. Yeah, um, they're... To bring themselves up to fourth place, uh, RSL have kind of come on lately and are putting together a much better season than I thought they would after the first time we played them where they just looked... Rough.
0: Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Another hot team just really catching on. Um, yeah, they're going to give uh, everybody in the West a run for their money for sure. So let's get on to the positive stuff. Going into June 24th match at San Jose. We were starting to think this could be another bad result. San Jose at that point was undefeated at home. Once again, something we got to get used to. No Klaus or Oluven. But there was news that Sam Adeniran was recalled from his loan to San Antonio, and Carnell decided to really shake things up. Not only starting Big Sam, but also starring Yarrow over Bartlett at center back, Watts on the right in place of Nerwinski, Aziel Jackson in mid, sitting Joe Akini and starting Adeniran up top, and it worked.
1: It did, and he, he wasn't sitting Nico because of bad play. It was right. arresting resting him when you've got a you know short turnaround between games, but bringing Sam back meant you actually could do that because otherwise we didn't have anybody to rotate him with. And Sam absolutely paid off. Uh, Love seeing him back. Yeah, here the lone stretch in San Antonio has clearly served him well because he's come back with two great games.
0: Yep, a and got City on the board yep. with a header off a set piece. San Jose tied it up early in the second half, but a Adenarin buried a PK in the 58th minute, and City was able to hold on to win 2 1 and break the winless streak.
1: San Jose's coach has got to be ticked about the PK that they gave up. It was a oh, dumb you know. penalty. It was very, yeah. It, it was. It's one thing to take a penalty because somebody's in a breakaway on goal, and you, you slid in late just trying to keep them from getting the shot off. Jackson was not even in shooting position, back to his goal, 18 yards away. Mm-hmm. In an impossible angle, anyway, and you had a defender who had position on him, who chose to take him out from behind instead of just standing there and doing his job and defending. It was a, it was a bonehead move. Uh, absolute, no excuse penalty. I I can't imagine what their coach was saying to that guy when they watched tape the next day. It cost them the game. It, it did. To to make a play that incredibly just mental error, and to, for that to be the game winner. That that's a big deal.
0: Not only was it a brace for a Denneran, but it was also his first MLS goals of his career. That was really cool to see. San Jose becomes the first team that City beat twice this season. And, of course, we have to mention Berkey, who helped save this victory for City. And, yeah, before we get to last night's game, a little news this past week. Speaking of Berkey, the All-Star selections were announced for the July 19th MLS All-Stars versus Arsenal in D.C., Berkey was selected, as was Tim Parker. So two of our city guys will be seen at the All-Star game.
1: Both of them clearly deserve it. Uh, if not for injuries, we could have a couple of more guys on there. But I think, given the state of the lineup, I, I think that's a, a, a fair couple of people on there. And now uh, you can vote for All-Star team oh, captain, right. captain yeah. online. And Berkey is one of the choices for captain. So get yourself mm-hmm. online on the MLS Soccer's website.
0: So that takes us up to last night's match. At home versus Colorado, meeting up with another team for the second time this season. Who we did not play well the first time. No. If you recall, City went to Colorado back on April 22nd and walked away with a one all draw. A game that we held a 1-0 lead until the second minute of stoppage time, and Barrios tied it. I couldn't help but think of that when I saw him warming up before last night's match, just remembering how much that goal stung. Oh, yeah. I immediately had a tiny thought of a repeat of us collapsing in doom and gloom, but luckily things didn't go that way. Um, City went with a similar starting lineup that they put out against San Jose with Berkey, Hebert, Parker, Yarrow, and Watts. Yarrow and Watts getting their second starts in a row in place of Bartlett and Nierwinski. Blom, Vasilev, Stroud, and Jackson getting a second start in a row as well. No Ostrock as he was out due to yellow card accumulation. Joe Acchini back in and playing along. Big Sam, uh, who also got a second start in a row.
1: Which is, a, I, I like that combination because they have very different playing styles. Oh, yeah. uh, and so, you know, that should complement each other well. Uh, and... It did to an extent last time, but I would like to see how that works the, the longer those two get to play together.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute, because I, I do want to <laughs> visit that conversation. Um, so in the game, City hits the ground running with Parker scoring a header off a corner kick, his second goal of the season. And then just seven minutes later, Big Sam chased down a ball, kept it in play, laid a perfect pass to Stroud, who buried it to make it 2-0.
1: And that one, all right, that that was one of the plays of the year. I rewatched it on the replay, but if you only saw it on television, it looked better in person. Yeah. They were attacking towards the supporters then, so we could see. And I was even sitting on that side. Uh, I believe you were too. Oh, yeah. So we had a great view of that play, and watching it head-on instead of from the TV angle, you could see the speed so much better of how he beat that guy and just went around him. Mm-hmm. Colorado absolutely did not expect a big guy to come in that hard and fast. And they just looked shocked that he was able to to even make that play. It was a beautiful play. Uh Just a, a, a gorgeous assist from Sam, who almost had a similar, you know, assist from that side. If it hadn't been for a a good save, mm-hmm. just was it a few minutes before or a few minutes after, you know, he, he had a couple of real nice balls in.
0: The, the pass that went past Jackson to Joe Keeney. Who, yes. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, that was good. So, Sam is creating things out there, creating mismatches because he has size and speed. Mm-hmm. And Colorado's defense looked, it, they looked kind of shell shocked out there. Their keeper kept them in it. Their, their goalkeeper had several really nice saves, uh, to keep the scoring low.
0: Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I actually even, one of, course i was i was in the third row so that was one of the things i yelled at uh yarborough yeah. their keeper was that he deserves to be on a better team anyway <laughs> he, um, he is he,
1: he was definitely outplaying his defense they, they were not yeah. doing him any favors and uh he kept it he kept it close
0: yeah so that was stroud's fourth goal of the season by the way not only trails joachini Klaus, and uh leuven so that's that's pretty cool um City is undefeated when scoring first. Nine wins and two draws, so that definitely makes a difference in how we play. So getting back to the game from that point, City had so many other chances, including three from Joe Acchini that come to mind, but it was once again Berkey and company that shut down Colorado's chances. Carnell even giving a three-man line late in the match when he brought Bartlett on, and it was Berkey's fifth clean sheet of the season.
1: Carnell was right in the post game interviews though that this is a game that probably should have been 4-0 zero St oh, yeah. Louis, not two zero. Uh, Absolutely, we definitely should have put him away uh, after going up
0: early like that. You know, even though Joe Akinny didn't score, I like seeing him taking more chances, shooting the ball instead of trying to take the perfect shot or going to ground trying to cut you know draw the penalty. That's what he needs to continue to do, take those shots, and he'll get on the score sheet. Um, you know, there's there's a reason he leads a team with eight goals.
1: If he puts shots on goal and makes the other the opposing keeper work, good things are going to happen. And and he did that to an extent last night. He, he did put some shots on. Um, and we've seen he's had a couple of goals that look like they almost shouldn't have happened just because <clears throat> in some previous games where he's flicks some on from weird angles and things but that's you have to put shots on the games we lose St. Louis does not put shots on goal the games we win are when we're doing that a little more even in the winning games though we should that's still an area where we get in position to attack and then don't always put the shot in that that finishing needs to happen a little bit more i think Sam coming back helps with that mm-hmm. obviously eventually when Klaus comes back that should help with that a, that's where it's improved over the last several games, but it's still not there. The finishing isn't what you would like to see from a team that has this much talent in offense.
0: I don't know if Sam is the answer, but I like what I've seen. He we, helps. It,
1: know, it's, he's not... No, he's not the perfect answer to this. He's not going to completely do it, but he creates things that weren't there before. Even when Klaus comes back, the fact that you could have Klaus and Nico and Sam and keep fresh legs up front, because some of the games that we've struggled in, when you're looking to the bench late saying, like, well, let's sub in somebody to try to come back against Nashville or RSL. Well, if you don't have guys to bring in off of the bench... You know, I like some of our bench players, but if I'm an opposing coach and I see Celio coming off the bench late, that doesn't strike fear into me. He's a good player, but it's not like, oh man, that's going to completely change the Mm -hmm. game now late in the game. Whereas if you have a a third legitimate forward, a third you know guy who
0: should be able to put balls on net, that, that helps. You know, only two games we've seen him since coming back on loan, but he has confidence that makes him a presence out there and he's getting results. Two goals in that first game and an assist in last night's game.
1: He creates some mismatches, he gives us some options, and you notice also we've scored in consecutive games on corner kicks. One of the things Mm -hmm. we've really been bad at all year is even put we, we haven't even putting decent shots on out of our corners, much less scoring off of them very often. The fact that that's two games in a row, that's a good sign. I would love to see that keep up, just be threatening on those corners.
0: And part of that, I think, just thinking about that off the top of my head, that's, Louvin is usually the one who takes those corners. And the problem is, he usually, it seems like, more times than not, he overshoots it.
1: And honestly, my, my brother Tim and I were talking about that during the game last night. We had this exact conversation that... I, I love Luven. He's mm-hmm. maybe oh, yeah. it, maybe the best player on the team. But and on a free kick, I trust Luvian to put it where you want it on a free kick. But corners don't seem to be as don't seem to come as naturally to him. He puts them long. Uh, whereas the two that we've scored off of in these last two weeks were more near post or mm-hmm. closer to the near post. Also, having Sam in there two weeks ago that helps because you've got somebody tall to actually right. target last night if you've got Sam and Parker both in the box then having more than one tall guy in there gives you more of a chance of somebody like obviously Parker came open in the box so it's bad defending by Colorado but the more guys who can score on a corner the better that that you know gives you a chance for
0: that so going back what you said I, I touch on that I really do like that combo of Jackson joaini and adeneron Um, Until we get Klaus and Leuven back, I I think we're probably going to see this more often, as long as it's effective.
1: Yeah, I I I would not be surprised if these next few weeks between now and that League's Cup break, if if the three of them, you know, very well could be starting
0: all of those games. Yep. And having these guys get minutes really into form, getting Klaus and Leuven back, for Carnell to have all these players available to switch up at any time and to have them produce... Really gives them a lot of variety, and it definitely And that's helps. what you need that that depth. You know, I, I
1: wish we didn't have a midweek game coming up here in two weeks when we're still going to be a little bit shorthanded. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: unfortunate. Um, unfortunate
1: time, but that's against LAFC, who are in the middle of a string of two game weeks. So you know, hopefully they're tired and they're uh, having trouble with their rotations too, because LAFC have dropped some points to mm-hmm. some lesser teams lately, so let's hope that they stay tired. Um, you know, if we're coming in tired that week then
0: then so are they. And let's talk about Azil Jackson. I love watching him play. He is he's a lot of fun. He's and, so fast and quick with his feet.
1: Yeah, the uh the speed he brings in is uh
0: it, it is it makes him a very entertaining player to watch. Yeah. Um so, yeah, City has a lot of confident options in Jackson, Ostrock, Vassilov. And that's what I like about Carnell, too, running out different lineups, players in different positions in this first season, season, seeing what what works. I feel like a lot of teams don't do that. City now has put out 19 different lineups in 20 matches, and we're top of the Western Conference.
1: I feel so, I think it'd like a little more consistency than that <laughs> Maybe. if you didn't have some know. injuries. <laughs> well, to deal yeah, with.
0: injuries, sure, but.
1: But that is also part of you know getting guys minutes and uh, but don't you think figuring that that, out what you've got?
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. He, figuring he out what works best because we do have a lot of guys that can you know move around in different positions.
1: You've seen especially on the on the defensive line the way they've kind of shuffled it around trying to find what, what is your ideal lineup and that shuffling is going to continue if Jochen Nelson is ever eventually healthy. You know, the starting spot is basically his to lose in the center back position there. So then we're going to be seeing, again, different lineups of does that leave Hebert still staying out on the left wing there and Yarrow and Bartlett backing up Nilsson and Parker? Does that move one of those guys over to the right wing instead? You know, Mm -hmm. do we see Bartlett splitting out on the right? What what does that look like? So we're going to keep seeing different lineups. Uh, a lot as people start to slowly get healthy.
0: Yeah. Like we said, mentioned Yarrow and Watts got their second starts in a row, but Yarrow's played well. I've liked what I've seen from him back there. I mean, and so was Watts, but
1: Yarrow, considering the, the the kind of chaos at the center back that we've had all year, you know, mm-hmm. Nelson's been out all year and for a long stretch, it was Hebert, but then Hebert's been out wide. So then it was Bartlett. And then now it's Yarrow for a couple of games. I, I
0: like what I'm seeing from him. Carnell said in the, uh, post game conference that um you know he used watts he's been using watts because watts is more of an attacking
1: right yeah and, and we saw or
0: doesn't have that or can get those chances and get up but he just can't we talked about this before he just isn't doing we anything.
1: have we've talked about how that's one of those positions i would like to see them upgrade in general right is you know the probably the both. left and right backs yep. both yep. uh yeah, if whereas if if Hebert Hebert has done a good job of playing out left, but if he is your best option at left back, it means you probably need to be shopping for a left back because that's mm-hmm. not. It, that just shows we're thinner at that position than we thought we were going into the season. None of these guys are really ready to contribute as much. Watts has has done that. He's made a couple of nice runs against Colorado, coming out of that right right back position and sending some balls in. Yeah, if. If that develops where he's working well with the offense, maybe we keep seeing Watts. I don't know. We're gonna have to see how that goes. It's not there 100 percent yet, uh, them clicking together. But it's I see what Carnell's looking
0: for. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, I don't know if you saw the any any word on Lutz when he had the press conference about the transfer market, and he made it sound like, you know, he, he said there's a lot of people out there, but it just sounded like there's a good chance we're not going to end up with anybody. This is what we, what we have.
1: I, I, I'd like to see him bring in somebody, but I, I don't think any of us should get uh be holding our breath for right. some game changing yeah. uh, players. This is more of a adding in some, some guys to help with some depth. In
0: we, some could, places. We, we could, That'd be uh, interesting to see when's that open up July 5th, something like that, this something week, like that. This so week? that's oh. uh
1: we'll see what, uh, we'll see what that brings. That, uh, we should have a little bit of money to work with there, but they're not going to break the
0: bank uh, when you're already in first place. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you know, I think Hebert has found a new role in that left fullback side. I think he's cemented his place there. You know, Bartlett was the go-to, and at least for a while, uh, as Parker's partner and center back.
1: Yarrow gives a different look back there than Bartlett did. Um, you know, he's faster.
0: Uh, yeah. Than Bartlett is so. Yeah, Bartlett just he had you know those back to back games and which resulted in losses, Nashville and RSL, where he just looked flat. I don't know what happened. Something. He, I mean, I was talking this with somebody else. He's just not consistent. That's that's the problem. He has talent, but he's just not consistent.
1: Which again, he's good enough to be your backup there, mm-hmm. but I think maybe you know, yeah, Carnell figures Yarrow at least has the speed to maybe make up for that a little bit when, when some things don't work right on the back end, um, in the way where say Bartlett has gotten beat by a couple of guys and doesn't have the speed to overcome that if he if he does get caught out of position a little bit. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yep, two games and only one goal allowed, so it's, it's it seems to be working.
1: Yeah. Especially the fact that that San Jose game was on the road uh, at a team that has not lost at home, hadn't lost at home all year uh, until St. Louis came in there. I That looked great. I, while I would have liked to see a score more against Colorado, getting yeah. back to shutting somebody out who you should shut out shows yeah. a lot. There's a team, you should not let Colorado come in and score. They have not been scoring, so you've got to make sure that you – play them strong don't let them use st louis as a comeback game to try and get their their scoring form back together
0: so as of now city leads the western conference with 35 points it's really tight in that west three ahead of lafc and seattle except
1: lafc uh you know most of the year have have been just barely behind us and that, like yeah. oh well their games in hand will come into play eventually but right now the one game in hand they have, even if they were to win it, they would still be behind St. Louis on both of the tiebreakers of wins and goal differential. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that first place is a legit first place, not a first place pending what LAFC are doing. Right. They're not playing well lately.
0: They and are so. playing July 4th game, uh, El Clasico versus the Galaxy. So even if they win, which they're projected to... Even uh, if they win, we'll still we'll be still in first. Have, yep, we'll still have the goals. So... Uh, RSL is sitting in fourth with thirty points, Dallas in fifth with twenty nine, just six points behind us. So, yeah, it's not like we're running away with the conference. I don't think anybody will. It's tight, but it's it's still a nice feeling to being on top. It
1: it is. It's a it's a very bunched up Western Conference. Uh, we're comparing that with the Eastern Conference, a little more top heavy. Mm-hmm. Debating out, you know, does that make? The Eastern Conference better or not? Uh, heard a couple people say like, "Oh, you know, this year the Eastern Conference is the better conference." The, yeah, the top I, teams definitely are, but I'm not.
0: The it, guys on the MLS wrap up this morning were saying just that that they were they were just looking at numbers though, saying how you know I
1: I'm not how sure better
0: the Eastern Conference is, and I don't think that's right. I, I think that the Western Conference is so competitive and so good that that's why. It looks There's, worse on paper because they're all yeah, taking points from each other. Exactly. When you have
1: LA that can lose to Houston and Dallas, yep. despite the fact that on paper LA are the best team
0: in the West. And even Kansas City now. It's they're coming on strong.
1: As opposed to in the East where the top teams just kind of keep taking care of business yeah. against the bad teams. So I'm not sure it necessarily makes the East any better, but it makes the West really interesting in the standings when everybody is the difference between first and tenth is Just a couple of games. Exactly.
0: So let's look ahead. City has three matches before the MLS All Star break, and then about a month away from regular season for the League's Cup. And unless we advance in the League's Cup, only two home matches total out of uh, July and August, or July into August. So, first up out of this run will be a visit up north to Toronto on Saturday, July 8th, this Saturday. Toronto's having a rough season. 19 points. Only Miami has a worse record in the Eastern Conference. Toronto has three wins on the season, but all three have been at home, including six of their ten total draws. So this isn't going to be a cakewalk.
1: But, man, this will be a chance to try to take some more points on the road. You're playing a bad team who they're coming on a short week. They have a midweek game and we don't. It's a, anytime you have to travel – uh, away to somebody else, you know, you you can't expect to get anything, but this is maybe a chance to get some road points if we bring
0: our A game. Toronto, though, kind of reminds me of Sporting Kansas City. You know, going in to play them, you're just looking at that record, you're thinking, oh, this should be an easy win. And it was that first game against Sporting Kansas City. It's not going to be for the next two. Sporting Kansas City finally figured things out. Yeah, Toronto They're a ha- team now. Yeah, Toronto hasn't figured things out yet. They have a couple big-name players, both Italians, Lorenzo Insigne, of course, 32-year-old forward who joined Toronto from Napoli, and Federico Bernadeschi, the 29-year-old winger forward who joined Toronto last season from Juventus. Both these players are leading Toronto with three goals apiece. That doesn't look great stat-wise, but we know they're dangerous. Luckily, neither of them have really caught fire. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with the you know rest of the team, perhaps even the way Bob Bradley played them, though he's gone now as head coach. So be on the lookout for those two.
1: It should be a good game. Uh, you know, if St. Louis doesn't win, it, obviously you're on the road. You can't be too upset about yeah. it. Uh, can, Toronto just drew with Nashville there in Toronto mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and Nashville are a very good team. But I would love to see us come in and really take it to them, so it, it should be a fun game to watch.
0: But if we can walk away with a point. Add, will, add I'll to take their, that. Add to their uh, their draw record at home, that would be okay. I could live with that. It'll be very interesting to see if Carnell runs out with the same lineup he had for Colorado, or how exactly he changes it up. Uh, it seemed that Vasilev ran up that right wing against Colorado, and he seemed to do okay, but... I'm thinking maybe run Alm. That on the would, right.
1: it would not surprise me to see Alm come back in. Keep everything um, else the same. But then they've been starting Vassilov a lot of games. I don't know if Carnell wants to have Vassilov coming in off of the bench, True. but maybe you need them. to because Jackson is working out there. Yeah. So I'm, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I would not mind seeing that be the only change. Uh, we'll see.
0: Even though we dogged on Bartlett a little bit, I could also see them – resting Yarrow bringing Bartlett in or bringing Hebert back to center and starting Nelson on the left.
1: Well, because we've got to keep in mind how quick our turnaround is between that
0: and the the following game. And so that's
1: going to be a factor. Yep,
0: exactly. So after the Toronto match, City will travel to LAFC for a midweek game on Wednesday, July 12th. That's going to be a big test and we'll either pad our lead in the West or Put L.A. of C. Uh, could on top depending on what happens. Just not that game, but between now and then as well.
1: And that's so it's a lot of travel on a short week. We mm-hmm. fly to the east and then fly to the west coast. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the thing that's more likely to make changes in the Toronto lineup. Is who does he want to make sure he's got rested for the L.A. game, uh, especially on the defensive end. That that might
0: be one of the factors there. Yeah. On July 15th, that'll be that last regular season game before the break, break in quotations, Uh, City will host Miami and like we've said before, no Messi, but perhaps we'll at least get to see him take part in warm-ups before the match as he is slated to begin his Miami career the following week.
1: Yeah, I'd be really curious to see how they work that. Is is he going to travel with the team for a game that he's not playing in or not, or do you just let him kick it at home because he's messy and he can do what he wants? I don't know.
0: See, I was, I was going through that too, and I, I was thinking, you know what? Any other player, yes, you would absolutely see him warming up, like I just said, at, at the very least, uh, because you – you want that player still to become part of the team you know? exactly I it'll be
1: interesting to see I think it'll be the most interesting warm-ups uh, yeah. we may ever see with this team yeah
0: um, and and not what's a lot of but is... there's
1: drama over the who's out there kicking a ball
0: around with the cones and that'll be really uh, if he does that'll be pretty cool too because you know being a season ticket holder in the supporter section as we are, um, the opposing team warms up on our side. Yeah, and uh, I, I so that'll put him front and center for the supporters, which would be a lot of fun.
1: It, it will. I'll uh, uh, be very curious to see the fan reactions. Uh, yeah, to how that goes. But but we don't even know if he'll be with the team or not. Yeah, uh, traveling with us. I still so think we'll he will. I, I hope at the, so. I at the very least him, he's uh, up
0: in you know yeah. Carol's box watching, or <laughs> or. You yeah, know. you know, he, he could be warming up. Again, he's messy. He yeah, can do that. He is messy. Maybe they'll just put him in a plastic bubble and stick him, uh, stick him on the roof. I don't know.
1: On the one hand, it's a shame that we're not going to see him play against this because I yeah. would love to see him playing out there again. I'm, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of, you know, yeah, of Argentina course. Course. and Barcelona one personally. One of the so, best players yeah,
0: ever, too. I mean, you got to
1: love watching him. Yeah, But man. I'm also glad. That They're going to have the distraction without the help yes. at that point. That, yep. that can only be good for us that, yep. that they've got to deal with all the media attention but without getting the on-field bonus yet. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a chance to, again, a team that we should be able to beat at home. You know, we are, St. Louis is a better squad than Miami is. Miami's got problems. They're bringing in Messi. That is not, they're more than one player away from being good. The Athletic just had an article literally about that this week, about how this team has bigger roster issues than that, and they're going to struggle to win games even with one of the all-time greats added to the roster. So uh, it'll be uh, you really hope that we don't get distracted by the media hype there, and uh, and can just focus on getting some points. Because honestly, after that, it's the league's cup tournament, and that really shouldn't be our focus. We're we should be focused on the, the regular season. This right. is a good team. Um, I I would not mind at all seeing us go one and two in those leagues. Or. Go one and one of those leagues cups games, uh, and and not advance. I'm okay with that.
0: Yep, that's what I was gonna lead into. Was the leagues cup begins? Of course, like I said, all star match on July 19th. Then leagues cup. To refresh your memory a little bit on that, City will be in the Central One Group, which has Columbus Crew and Club America in it. City will play at Columbus on July 23rd, and then host Club America at City Park on July 27th top two teams advanced to the round of 32. I'm sure we'll talk more about this tournament in a couple of weeks. I,
1: again, I, I, and I don't mind the tournament. I've heard some people who no. just kind of hate on the fact that there's a whole mid season tournament and leagues all over the world, have different tournaments right. going on, you know, various cups and things. I, I'm not, I like the idea of the tournament just yeah, I think fine, it's pretty cool. but this year that shouldn't be our focus. We, we've got yeah. a chance at some home playoff games. Uh, And we got guys we need to get back off of injury. I would be happier with the time off.
0: Yep. And like I said, depending on how we fare, we resume regular season matches at City Park on August 20th when we host Austin FC. So July 15th, from July 15th until August 20th, we only have one home game, and that's that Club America game on July 27th. So it's going to be... Kind of a, a month of downtime in a, in a way, um, a lot to look forward to. I'm sure we'll record two or three episodes between now and then. Yeah, a lot of games coming
1: up, and ooh, then we we got to decide what to do with that uh with that time. If Saint Louis yeah. does not advance in the league's cup, we gotta gotta come up with a an interesting in between episode of what do we talk about when there's not games.
0: I have some ideas for guests, so we might we might have a guest on. That sounds there you go. See, um, something
1: to look forward to.
0: And in the meantime, here's hoping we go into League's Cup on top of the West or within range, and come out of the League's Cup with some positive results and no injuries. That that would be
1: the biggest <laughs> thing. Uh, no you don't want injuries. anybody getting hurt in a uh, in a Cup tournament. But I wouldn't mind seeing us win. You know, we, anything can happen in these games. But wins in that tournament are bonus. That's not. It's all fun.
0: Uh, Carnell gave an update on the injuries to Klaus and Leuven and what kind of timeline we're looking at for the return. and it looks like we probably won't see either of them until after the League's Cup. So looking at most likely a mid august return, fingers crossed. Maybe Klaus
1: that... had made a statement that if if they advanced out of that group in the League's Cup, I think Klaus might be available for uh, that would be awesome. For any further knockout
0: games after that. Yeah. Um, but that's still a few weeks away, obviously right there. So before we go, let's make some predictions. Okay, we'll start off with Toronto. What do you think, Joe?
1: I'm going two-one St. Louis. I think we can. Uh, I think we can take all three points. I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna actually back up here for a second. Okay. I finally predicted a score correctly for the first time all season last
0: night. The Colorado St. Louis over Colorado two-nil was too. my prediction. Me too. Oh, see, I was hoping my wife would be right though. She put four-nil, but I it should only, have been. She should yeah, have been right exactly. if they'd done their job correctly,
1: but uh there you go. The the two no prediction yep. that we both and I know Andy independently Crowley, came Andy up to Andy Crowley
0: did the same, so. Uh see he's as smart as us. Good job, Andy. <laughs> good and job.
1: I it, I've been wrong in every prediction all year until uh, that one. So now I'm going to get knocked. I think it was cocky. my second.
0: I can't remember the other yeah. one, but uh it, sure there's been two it was definitely but still first. that's not not a very good record
1: I, i'm saying <laughs> 2-1 road win in
0: toronto what do you say mm, i'm i'm gonna go with the draw uh i was thinking 2-2 two, two, but i might go one one all.
1: again a point on the road is uh yeah. is nothing to be ashamed of
0: okay let's look even further how about that lafc match i and I'm sure we'll, we'll maybe we'll record a podcast before then, but maybe not. so a midweek game, but well, if we don't, yeah. let's do the LAFC. I I'm really not sure how that one's going to go. I I, <laughs> I know. that could,
1: it could be a wonderful win. It could be a bad loss. Yep. Uh, on the road on a short week. I, yeah. I, at LAFC. That's. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two
0: one loss. Oof. I'm going to go with another draw. It's 2-2, two, two, and that's because Big Sam scores a tie. Okay. In the dying minutes of the game. So don't, don't, let, me, don't let me That'll down, I will take that. That'll be dramatic. Sam. That'll be fun. Don't let me down, Sam. And uh, might as well round it up with the Miami game at home. Uh... Now, don't forget, this. The Miami will have a couple games under their belt. They may have turned things around by then.
1: I still go, I'm going 3-1 Oof.
0: St. Louis. I'm going 2-1 St. Louis. All right. And just for uh, for fun, how do you think we do at Leagues Cup? And again, we'll probably record, but just in case, for some reason we don't, because life sometimes gets in the way and whatnot. Um,
1: I'm going to go Oh, one 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 two games i think we i think we get a draw in one of the games are are we predicting game by game are we just predicting our uh, record i don't know i'm going (laughs) i didn't think that far (laughs) i'm going a draw and a loss
0: okay i'm gonna go with um a win and a loss i say we beat columbus but lose to club america so even though it's at columbus i know but okay i i have a feeling i mean that's anything that happened in the this, game we could really, I mean not that we couldn't beat Club America I mean you but, never
1: know at at home in a yeah. tournament where nobody knows what to expect you know it's yeah. going to be different it it'll, it'll it'll be interesting
0: yeah for sure uh, so with that I think we make it to the round of 32 but we we don't go any further okay. we, make, we make it out of our group stage but we don't go any further all right that's my guess
1: that, uh, I mean, that sounds fun. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I will take that.
0: Yeah. First season, brand new tournament. Tournament that...
1: You get some interesting matchups. We yeah. get to see some teams come here that you know we would not have seen otherwise.
0: Even though... And when we make it out of the tournament, because I'm sure from that point it's just single elimination, I believe. I believe so. Um, so Klaus comes back does score our only goal but we lose two to one that's a very detailed <laughs>
1: prediction that with a lot of things that have to happen Mark before it. we even get that market so down we're, we're gonna we will revisit this next month
0: all right so any way you look look at it let's let's hope for positive news and results no injuries let's hope that's the big thing yep so that's all i've got i think we can wrap it up all right Thanks, Joe, once again.
1: Good to be here as always, and uh especially coming off a couple of wins. Yep. Always more fun to talk soccer when we're
0: back on a winning streak. Absolutely. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, go city. Go city. Cheers. Cheers.